Hello, Morale Clubhouse. Today is April 19th, and let us start with the Morale Quote of the Week from Albert Alzali. Write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year. Have a great day, my people. Albert Alzali, April 14th, 2022. Now we go. Happy Monday, everyone. It's April 18th. The Cubs are 5-4. After splitting two in Pittsburgh and four in Colorado. Since we last spoke, Adler has recovered his Twitter account. Yeah, huge. And as of you an hour ago or so, Santa Suzuki is your NL player of the week. See ya! Didn't even see that. Got out of work. person, myself included, that said there's going to be a adjustment period. There's going to be a time where we temper our expectations. The fact that he's come out and hit more home runs than Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Chris Bryant combined, that's not a comparison. It's simply just a point of context to what he's doing right now is absolutely magnificent. He's He has a one-to-one walk-to-strikeout ratio He's hitting tanks. He's driving in runs. He's playing decent defense. Uh, you know, I know he. I know he messed up the uh, that one fly ball the other night, but um, it's awesome to see. I, it, he he's been a great Cub so far. Whatever nine games into the season, best eyes in the league. Yeah, I mean he doesn't he doesn't chase a whole lot. I think uh, I read a stat today that. For the production he's put up, I think he's swung the bat 40 times. And for the amount of bases he's had so far, it's like the best production per swing in the major leagues. I don't expect that to, you know, stay up. But the fact that he already has like a one F war so far is is crazy. And I think everyone would have said like if he could be a two F war, two and a half, maybe three guy, that would be great. And I think he's definitely going to get that. I don't want to put too much pressure on him now, but just it's a absolutely fantastic start. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect him to keep elite production consistently since the day he starts. But, I mean, he's showing that's not a fluke. These plate, his plate appearances and his patience is, is certainly talented. Power, too. It's matches. there. Absolutely. The power, fast. and he's fast. Do you see that, that yeah. speed stat? Yeah. He, no, he, I mean – Credit to Jed. Credit to Jed. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, parade Jed around for every single move he's made for the Cubs, and it's not like a Theo's League situation. I know people want to make it that, and considering that I was the person. You always have a caveat when you're complimenting Jed. Just give him some shine. No, I know. Yeah, but there's also stuff that I'm pissed about with Jed, so it's 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 a little bit of both. He he gets a W here. I'm, I'm not, you know – but I can't parade him around like he's God's gift to baseball, like the second coming of Theo Epstein. So it's, you know, it's a little bit different. But I'm, I'm very happy that Say is here and Jed made the decision and decided to pay somebody. What's your take on the, the past week of the, the Cubs in Pittsburgh Listen, and the, in Colorado? Yeah, the Cubs are in it. Like, I know how, it's so crazy to say with two weeks or nine games into a season – I know we have so much more baseball left to play, but the Cubs are in it. It could be a lot worse. All things considered, and I preface that, I think a lot of people are getting confused right now with this Cubs team. Maybe people that are on the 
fringe of Cubs fandom or watch it casually, they'll say, well, you know, the Cubs shouldn't be parading around or Cubs fans shouldn't be happy with a team that's five and four. And, you know, Cubs fans like myself saying this is like a blue collar team that grinds out at bats and they're tough and they're gritty, which they are. Um, that's not something that Cubs fans should be happy with considering how much money the team has and all that type of stuff. But when you put it into context, uh, it could be going a lot worse. I mean, the Cubs could be like the Reds right now where you have a really stake, uh, shaky starting staff and you're not hitting and the Reds are 2-8 and eight and you have ownership that's kind of giving you the FU to the fans. Uh, it could be a lot worse. And I think the Cubs could have found themselves in this, that, that situation. So I'm just happy the Cubs are in it. It seems like they're playing competitive games. They haven't gotten really blown out of any games. Even the game where they gave up nine runs, they lost six to nine. Um, they still had chances to win that game. And if the Cubs can pitch and Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson can be this duo that goes every fifth day and Kyle Hendricks is, you know, the opening day Kyle Hendricks instead of the last Kyle Hendricks and Marcus Stroman uh, figures out what, what, what went wrong in Colorado. I think the Cubs have a chance. They have a chance to play competitive division ball games throughout the season. And I think every Cubs fan would take that considering where we are in the window, whatever you want to call it, competitive window. I don't really like that term anymore, but whatever window that we're in, I think every Cubs fan would appreciate that. So uh, I'm all here for it. And we got a big couple games uh, coming at the federal landmark against the race. Like you said, got to have high expectations for as big of a club as the Cubs are. But Always. I mean, it's it's all perspective, though, too. I mean, thinking back to where we were in July and letting go of all the core and then being left with a lineup that looked like, like you said, a bunch of fake players. Yeah. And now, now we're playing competitive baseball with a lot of the same guys with some nice free agent signings and some um, some greedy guys. So I'm excited to keep rooting for that team this year and see if we can build on it. It's definitely – you know, it's definitely a good base to build on. It's not the rebuild that people are afraid of. Well, and also this, it's a true change to give Jed some credit. It's a true change to how he wanted the team to look. The Cubs, I believe, I looked at the stat today, are sixth overall in uh, the lowest strikeout rate in the major leagues, which is very far down compared to where they were last year and where they've been historically, especially at the end of the window. And we all know the Cubs got two boomer bust. It became too much of an issue. We're waiting on one guy to hit the home run. And if we can piece it along, granted, we still need some guys like Frank to play a little better. Um, Nico, uh, Nick Madrigal will play a little bit better. Uh, Nico to pick it up offensively. But there's a clear and concise plan to change the structure of the offense. And it seems, granted, we just played four games in Colorado. We're nine games into a season. I understand tempering expectations, especially this year. But it seems different. It seems like there's a different approach. I don't think that's a difference in the coaching staff or how the front office is you know, trying to portray an image on how offense should be. But – it's definitely different, and I appreciate it because I think in the long run it's going to be more sustainable, and it's necessary to have some of these guys that are going to put the ball in play, play small ball, you know, do the little things on a consistent basis. When you, especially when you start to bring up some of the big name hitters like 
Brennan Davis and a few others that are coming down the line and hopefully with the Cubs sign in the future. All right, I just brought in Aaron, who is uh, one of the meme guys behind this Morale Supply Co. account. What's going on, Aaron? Aaron? What's up, boys? What's up, what are we? What's going on? You? you know, just grinding through the workday. Nice <laughs> to have Cubs talk at the end of the day. Um, Fred, I want to get your opinion on, um, you know, we've, we've been texting throughout the year, and we, you go back to the contact hitting. That does lead to double plays. Yeah. And honestly, oh, man. I'd rat. I feel like every at bat is a double play this year, but it is nice not to see the team strike out uh, 15 times a game. We haven't seen that in like five years. Uh, but want to get your opinion on the bullpen. What, how long do you think it's going to take until Rossi is uh, comfortable and, and has roles set for each guy? I don't think one pitcher has pitched back-to-back yet either. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good point. I did get your text yesterday about the double plays. We might break a record with double plays, which I, I – I wouldn't be too mad about because I just think it's a, a habit of putting the ball in play. But we all understand that. Uh, bullpen. Scott Efros looks great. Keegan Thompson looks great. Um, I'm super fired up about some of the new guys that are in the bullpen. Again, the Cubs have done this. They've. I know every fan, every casual fan always wants to rip on the bullpen. It's like the easiest thing to rip on. You don't know who the players are. Like, you don't care who the players are. You just want them to get outs. And yeah. when they don't get outs, you look at them in the most belittling way as a sports fan can. And you get so frustrated because you're like, why can't this guy get this one out or this, you know, three outs, whatever it may be. So, uh, but I, I like what I'm seeing. I mean, it looks like a bullpen that's a little bit more dynamic, more spin, more movement, um, you know, Again, I go back to Efros. He he seems like a guy who's going to just absolutely hammer at right-handed hitters. They found something, it seems like, with Robertson. I'm not saying he's going to be a shutdown closer. And then you have Rowan Wick, who's coming back from the injuries, and he looks really good. Um, I, I Listen, I'm, I'm all for what the Cubs have done from a bullpen perspective over the last three years, and I have no reason to believe the Cubs can't figure that out because they truly have found some – reclamation projects and they have really developed some guys over the years i actually think that's one of the cubs biggest strengths and my biggest thing with the pitching is simply starting pitching like is kyle hendricks going to be that opening day guy is he going to regress to something of you know a soft tossing change up guy who's you know not really striking anybody out or getting weak contact at all so i'm not worried about the bullpen i think the roles will kind of uh shape up pretty soon but at the same time this is kind of a give and take year with all these guys and if david ross can simply get out with whoever is at his disposal disposal on any given night then uh i'm confident with it i I think the cubs have done a great job with the bullpen awesome awesome yeah hopefully hopefully you don't make the we don't break the double play record no, no, I just, you know, I guess I'll take it if that means we're getting runners on base or hitting True. 18 doubles in a series against Colorado. I mean, I think that was the most doubles since like 1935, they said. So, yeah. hey, it's, it's, a, it's, a site, it's a site we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nick, Nick Madrigal might be a, a big double play candidate this year. The guy just puts them uh, all in yeah. play all the time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. I will right, we'll start bringing in people for uh, to chime in, just as Aaron did, questions, uh, comments on the Cubs player 
takes on the upcoming series coming up. Fred, what are you thinking about uh, the race series coming up? I'm going to say this all the time. I feel like I say big series all the time because I live and die by this team. But it is a big series just because you can build some momentum off of Colorado and you can start to, again, I know it's early and it's ridiculous, but you can start to separate yourselves from, you know, the bottom of the pack. Uh, The Brewers look absolutely terrible. They can't hit worth a lick. Christian Yelich is awful. He is absolutely downright cursed, literally has tanked his career since the whole bad news curse started. I don't know what else to say about that. Literally, like, off the face of the earth has not – I think he's hit, like, 12 home runs since 2019. You want to call it the injury. You want to call it the bad news curse. You want to call it the fact that maybe he's not getting the signs that he once was pre-Astro scandal. Just saying – He's absolutely fallen off the map. The Brewers can't hit worth a lick. They have a great starting pitching. So where does that leave you? It leaves you with the Pirates, who stink. It leaves you with the Cardinals, who, I mean, yeah, I guess on paper they look all right. They're they're the Cardinals. They do what they do. They have Albert Pools and Yadier Molina running out there trying to become first ballot Hall of Famers. Yadi, uh, biggest fraud of all time. Am I necessarily worried about them? No, that sounds crazy as a Cubs fan. I know considering where we're at with the team. But, hey, like, you win, you you make progress with a season with these games right here. It, it Like, I know everyone always wants to put the emphasis, emphasis at the end of the year in July, in August, in September. And I'm not here to try to be playoffs or bust with this team, but – God, if, if we can do something, then then why not, right? Why not be competitive? If this is the team we have, why not be competitive? We're not tanking for a first overall pick. We're not tanking for a second overall pick. This isn't the NBA. Like, let's, let's go out and do it. And, yeah, it's a huge series. The Rays have been, obviously, a great organization for some time. And if the Cubs can, you know, get a series win and, and build some momentum off of the uh, Colorado trip where they hit a – billion doubles i think it would be awesome i like the why not us attitude you especially with baseball you go on a little bit of a streak and you're kind of just looking around at the division you're like why not us we could do this i mean we could be competitive and i know it's ridiculous i've said ridiculous 50 times already because we're the goddamn chicago cubs and you should have a 230 million dollar payroll but we don't that's just the reality of it i know it sucks i get it um but like Hey man, if we're gonna ride Jonathan BR and we're gonna ride Patrick Wisdom and we're gonna ride Seiya Suzuki making his major league debut rookie year to a wild card berth, then God so be it. I mean, you know, I, I don't see a lot of these guys being trade pieces. You're not gonna trade Seiya. You're you might trade Strowman if he's really pitching well and we're totally out of it, but other than that, I don't see a whole lot of trade pieces on this roster. So if we're, if we're going to go for it, let's just go for it. I mean, we're going to be competitive next year. We're going to build this team next year. And I've always said, you can't just flip a switch. You can't just say, well, I'm going to be competitive now. Not in this landscape now. Not when you have teams like the Mets and the Dodgers that are so all in and they're just going to spend you to death and they're just going to exhaust every resource that they have. It's not, it's not like it was in 2014 and 15 when you say, all right, Rebuild's over. We're starting it up. Uh, it, it, it doesn't work that way. I believe there has to be a culture. I believe you can't have David Ross just being a sitting duck 
you know, uh, this faux manager as you're trying to tank a team. It can't be that way. You got to build something up. And I think this, this would be a great season to do so considering the new faces that we have and the new young faces like Nick Madrigal and, and uh, say, and, you know, I could go down the line, Brennan Davis coming down the pipe. All right. We're going to open up to the room here. Ty, you're first up. Yeah. So I agree with what you're saying about, I think we got a stretch here in a couple of weeks that'll kind of dictate sort of where we go, but I think it's like Brewers, Sox, uh, Braves. I know there's like three or four straight Dodgers coming right. up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that little stretch, like just treading water will be um, kind of telling. And so I, I'm wondering what you're thinking as far as like, if we manage to do that, if you know, this series, I think as long as you don't get swept, it's fine. Um, especially with the pirates coming in, I'm wondering what do you think as far as so long as he's performing, Brennan Davis's timeline, maybe Caleb Killian's timeline, because I just don't think – I've never been a big believer in Ortega. Hermosillo is more like a – more like a start twice a week kind of guy. Like, yeah, if they are around, if they're around late May, is it like, okay, let's, let's just give it hell. Let's see what happens. I, I, I will always be in the camp of if you have a guy who's performing well – at AAA or in the minor leagues, and he's ready to go, there's there's no better way to get that player prepared than in the show. And it's always the argument of, like, do you want him to fail against the best or do you want him to fail against a guy in AAA? Do you want to, you want to have him see the best out there? That's what I want. And, and, that's, and I would love to see that. I think it would make sense. Granted, I'm not saying Brennan Davis is a perfectly polished hitter, but he's good enough to where he can help this team and he can start off his major league career. It's a different time than it was in 2013, 14, 15, when you were, you know, manipulating the service time with like Chris Bryant uh, had happened to him and plenty of other players. I think if you can go for it and you can get these guys up and they're ready and they're ready to send balls to Montrose beach and Belmont Harbor, there's no reason why they shouldn't be up. There's no reason why their place should be taken by Jason Hayward. And I'll admit that he is playing well, I get it, small sample size, but at the same time, there's no reason for why these guys should be blocked in this situation, especially for this season. And he can help now, but he can also start his development as a big leaguer immediately, which would be huge. So, yes, I am totally in favor to bring up Brennan Davis if he's ready and if he's, you know, doing his thing down on the farm. Yeah, I'm with you. And hopefully we're in that position, Ty. We'll see. Thanks again, my man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Adam, you're next up. What's up, guys? What's up, Adam? I can't hear you at all. I can't really hear you, Adam. Hello? 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 I can hear, I can vaguely hear you. All right, um, hello now. That's better. Scream into it. <laughs> I can't tell. I'm driving home from work, so my internet is kind of tough. All right, give it to us. Give it all to right, us. Uh, Come on, the internet's kind of tough. It's all right. 
right. Um, all right. I just want to, I think lately I've been getting vibes that like Jed wants to really move on from 2016 as a whole. And I know Dom, this is your guy, Ian Happ. He wasn't a part of 2016, but he was a part of that core for like 70% of the time. So where do you think he stands in terms of a contract extension versus a trade? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great question, Adam. It's uh, I don't want to speak for him in his camp. Uh, yeah, of course, I think he'd want to be here, but I think it's kind of uh, it, the the bigger picture is Wilson Contreras, right? And if Wilson Contreras can't get any type of discussion going on right now, well, then if you're Ian Happ or if you're anyone else who's kind of been here a little while, how can you feel confident that you can discuss something? And I think I, I think. This is a big year for Ian because he's got to put a full season together. Um, he's had a, a really solid career, and he's had some really good moments. He's had some really good stretches. I think the biggest, the, the last thing for him is kind of putting that full 162-game season together. I think it would be great to have him. I think he's, I think he's underrated in a sense for what he can give you. I know that's biased, but listen – He's putting the ball in play more. He'll still take his walk. He'll still take his walks. He's always a threat to leave the yard. He can play multiple positions, and I, I don't see him being a guy that's going to cost you a whole lot. He's been cheap throughout his time here in Chicago, um, and he's put up some good numbers. He's been a solid player. So, yeah, I, I would love to have him around, obviously. Um, but I think the bigger story is, you know what happens with Wilson Contreras. And I think that's really telling to kind of what you were saying, what the Cubs are going to do with the 2006. We'll see. I'm, I'm rooting for the guy, obviously, but um, man, I, I just don't feel great about contract extensions right now. Cause I think Jed's really in a mode of being or having a fluid roster where, you know, you can really maneuver guys around and not have too many commitments and, Maybe that's to the benefit of the team down the road. I wish we spent more right now, but it's kind of hard to say that anything can get done at this moment. I agree. I find a way to keep him around. Um, anytime you can have a switch hitting outfielder with Pop, uh, I think that's good for the team. So I hope that they can figure that I out. I agree, too. I mean, he can leave the yard at any moment. Left-handed hitter. He's, he's powerful, and he's definitely developing, de- developing as a right-handed hitter. So – I hope he stays around, and uh, I think he's helping this team win, and that's great to see. That's all we want. And he's a morale athlete. Concrete's thicker than water. Thanks, Adam. All right, next up, our man Kavon is back. What's up, boys? Kevin's here. What's up, Kevin? How you doing, Kevin? Not too bad. Uh, Just wrapping up work on a shitty Monday. But uh, (laughs) I wanted to get your thoughts on this weekend in Colorado. I apologize if you guys have already chatted about this. I just hopped on. But, you know, my thoughts were two and two is an absolute win for us. Um, Last year, the Rockies were 48 and 33 at home, and they were second to last in the division. So I know that's a a hitter's ballpark and everything, but I think coming out of Colorado, two and two is an absolute win. Yeah, your stuff doesn't move up there from a pitching standpoint. Uh, You don't have the same break, the same bite on those pitches. So, yeah, it's definitely a win, and the Rockies are playing well. I mean, I think they went into that – um, series four and two or four and one, whatever it was. Uh, so good for them. I mean, Chris looked good, but yeah, if you can go up there and, you know, handle the, 
you know, onslaught of runs and, you know, the difference of just simply being a mile up uh, below sea or above sea level. Yeah, it's, it's a huge difference. And again, like I was saying, hopefully, hopefully the Cubs can carry that into tonight. Uh, windy, cold, freezing April day. Uh, I don't mean to bring up this uh, uh, just because of Saya, but whenever these games pop up, it just reminds me of the Fukudome opening day. Just, I'll never forget that cold, rainy, windy, maybe snowy. Um, yeah. It just always reminds me of that. It's, it is, it is stapled into my brain. Uh, so yeah, hopefully they can get it done tonight and have a great series. Yeah. And piggybacking off that, you know, what's, what's expected for this week. We got three against the Rays and four against uh, division rival pirates. Um, you know, are we looking at four and three, five and two is a win? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Five and two would be five and two would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, something like that. I, I don't want to put too much expectation on the team. I, I know that sounds silly because we're the Cubs, but I'm not really looking for wins and losses. I'm just kind of looking for how the team is playing and how few of these guys are developing. I would love to see Nico Horner have a big week he needs a big week I know I know there's been a lot of promise with Nico I know he's been I know he hasn't played a lot of games but it seems like he's been around for a while he needs to and granted I know it's a week I know it's nine games but man we would love to see a great week from Nico a week where he puts the ball in play a lot hits some doubles he's playing good defense he's proven himself over at shortstop um we need a big week from him to kind of build up his confidence and feel like, yes, he can be, maybe he's not the next shortstop, but he, he can be a big piece moving forward because he does have a unique skill set and he's versatile and he's fast and he puts the ball in play. So that's kind of what I'm looking for more than just the wins and losses, but that's not to belittle what the Cubs should be doing on the field. It's more just to really focus on the development so far. Thanks, you got Tom. it. God bless. God bless you and your family. Thanks, Kevin. All right, Zachary's next up. What up, guys? Can you hear me? What's up, Zach? Um, just some quick thoughts about the series in Colorado. Then I'm going to give out a couple awards and then look ahead the to this race series. Go. So, yeah, I absolutely uh, thought that the Colorado series, you know, why it would have been great if we would have went like three and one. I'll I'll definitely take a two two series split. I mean, all all it is really just hanging around. If we could beat the Brewers two out of three, we can definitely beat anybody. Um, and then for some of the awards, I'm gonna get. So if you don't know, the Morale Clubhouse is recorded on Mondays during Dom's drive home from the day job, and anybody can join in, including people like Zachary who. I guess decided to come on with awards, which is great. So we did turn that into an award show. Enjoy. Now presenting Zach's Awards, presented exclusively on the Morale Clubhouse by Morale Supply Co. Featuring Pretty much anything. Now here to present those awards, Zachary from Twitter. 
best hitter. Obviously, this is no doubt. This is going to go to Suzuki. But without question, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. And then overachiever, I'm going to go Drew Smiley. Or, yeah, Drew Smiley. Yeah. Um, you know, Wade, Wade Miley went down. And that was a big loss for us. I mean, it, he's not the most flashiest pitcher out there, but he was going to be like our top lefty. And he goes down before spring training even starts. And we need someone to step up, and he's definitely doing that. I mean, Justin Steele's also doing very well for himself. All matters is that he develops. And also, Keegan Tufts, he's looking really, really good out of the bullpen. When you get Adbert as a linebacker, them two are going to be very good in the bullpen. And then, as for this Rays series, well, I'll be lying if I didn't say I was like a little bit nervous, considering you know we all know what the Rays are capable of. They're the best overachieving team in baseball simply because their payroll is not very good. Otherwise, I hope we take two out of three and move forward to the Pirate series, and we can. Take it from there, but let's just hang on. Enjoy the dubs. I'm all here for exactly. wins. Exactly. Yeah, Drew Smiley's been huge. A guy that can, uh, you know, take the ball when you need him to, uh, eat up some innings. Yeah, I mean, I. It comes down to starting pitch. If you're just if you're just talking about competitiveness for this team, it comes down to starting pitching. If Kyle Hendricks can be that guy again, if Marcus Stroman can continue to be that guy, if Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson can create this, you know, two-headed monster every fifth day. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that would be absolutely huge, and that's not counting in Wade Miley. And it's not like I'm putting too much emphasis on Wade Miley, but I think he's proven himself to be a guy that can also eat up innings and get the job done. So it all comes down to starting pitching. I think the Cubs will have a fine bullpen. They might not have a real closer, but I think they'll have a fine bullpen. I think they'll be able to figure that out. Yeah, how to be done for years. Um, and then, the you know, the offense will – you know, just grind, grind their way to, grind their way through good at bats, and for as tempted that I am to play Clint, Clint Frazier every day, and which I think he should play more, and really get a great look on these guys, I do still understand the perspective of David Ross and really trying to mix and match and play the platoons, and it has worked so far. It obviously worked last summer after the core got traded uh granted expectations were a lot lower but i think the mixing and matching is working and i trust david ross and the the guys in the front office to at least uh tread water on that end or put guys in the right position even though i do want clint frazier to to get many more at bats than what he's getting right now because i think you need to get a clear look and we we know what jason hayward is he's playing he's playing well for you know his standard but we know what he is so we'll see big series though i mean no one does it better at mixing and matching than the race, so it's going to be good to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, thanks, guys, for letting me talk. God bless, and uh, let's go God Cubs. Bless you and your family. I love that you brought awards. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Thanks, Zach. We'll definitely be editing in the awards music to that, the podcast version tomorrow. <laughs> we'll get uh, Seth's on next. How's it going, Seth? Hey, guys, how's it going? Can you hear me? What's up? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah, just wanted to check in. Had a quick question about Ian Happ. I know we discussed him earlier. Uh, I was just thinking that given his progression as a right-handed hitter and seeing how he's been playing, don't you think he could be a good option as a leadoff hitter for us, being able to hit from both ways, being a tough matchup for either side? Yeah. Uh, Either-handed pitcher. And, and I'm not even saying that Ortega or Frazier are, are bad options. I actually love the potential in Frazier and think he could be great. 
I just feel like we should be getting half some more at bats. He could be a good option up at the leadoff spot, hitting from either side of the plate. Yeah, I think he's always been a good candidate for that. I think, and I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak, but I think there's a lot of pressure that comes with that leadoff role. Often, that leadoff hitters uh, in a situation where you need to put the ball in play. The bottom half of the lineup has something going. You're trying to get momentum into you know the top half of your lineup, and while Ian is playing better, I don't think his strong suit is putting the ball in play. His strong suit really is like getting on base and driving the ball. That's always been his, you know, his bread and butter, so to speak. So I, I would prefer to see a guy that puts the ball in play a little bit more. Granted, you know, Nick Madrigal, like he'll put the ball in play. He's also going to ground out a lot and he's not really going to slug. So I think, I think there's a balance to it. I'm fine with how the Cubs are doing the, uh, leadoff guy by committee I think a true leadoff guy is kind of dead if you will just because of matchups platooning everything like that um I don't want to sound too uh too much like Joe Madden but I just think that's the true um path moving forward for like a successful organization I don't think it's ever really going to come down to like all right we have Dexter Fowler and it's you know you go we go anymore so I mean I think Ian can do it I, I would just want to see a guy with a few more uh or, or a few less strikeouts under their belt but at the same time i think ian really fits well into that you know five six seven spot where uh he can do damage at the bottom of the order um but we'll see he might get that chance uh and i think the cubs obviously still need to figure out what the rotation is going to be in terms of uh leadoff hitters this season yeah absolutely i appreciate the insight i just just a thought i had but i'm i'm Excited to see what Ross has planned for the rest of the year at the leadoff position. I trust David Ross. I trust David Ross. I think he's a fantastic yes, manager. Too. And you know what? For for the cards he's been dealt so far, I you know, I, I really don't have too much to complain about. And I think that's something we should all appreciate, uh, having a manager like No, that. absolutely. I agree. I agree. Thanks, Thanks Dad. Tom. Appreciate it. Time. All right, next up, we got the real Zeth G. What's going on, Zev? Hey, thanks for having me. I just wanted to say, first of all, you're my favorite account on Twitter. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, thank um, you. I appreciate it. Second of all, I was, you know, you talked about Clint Frazier. Um, my only concern is that he's not going to develop any kind of rhythm. And, like, you know, he's going to get at bats, like, every couple of days. He'll end up hitting, like, 190, and people will be like, oh, he's not very good. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like he's the kind of guy, if he develops a rhythm, he'll be good. Just wondering your insight yeah, on Yeah, I think – I. And I, he'd probably say the same thing. I think every every baseball player is looking for an opportunity. They're looking for consistency. They're looking for a safe haven where they can succeed and fail at the same time. And I think the Cubs can provide that considering the expectations on this team this year. Uh, but that's just a matter of what the front office wants to do. Again, I don't I don't mean to badmouth and bash Jason, Jason Hayward all the time. They get their playing matchups, but like, we know what Jason Hayward is, and if you're not really trying to win a World Series this year, I think it would be kind of naive not to give Clint Frazier a true opportunity where he's, you know, getting an at-bat here, and he's getting two at-bats in one game, and he's not starting the next, and he's kind of piecing everything together. Uh, and I think that was probably one of the biggest problems he had in New York. Granted, he was hurt. Like, I get it, but eventually you need a guy to be able to, you know, play every single day and fail and trust that he's going to be in the lineup next day to really get the most out of him. You don't give every player that opportunity. 
because not every player warrants that opportunity. But I think Clint Frazier is one of them, not only because of where he was drafted, but the talent, some of the numbers he's put up in the past. Um, it's worth it's it's worth a try, and it's worth a try now because Brennan Davis is coming. He's coming soon. He's hopefully coming this year. And once he's there, he's there. You're not taking him out. You're not platooning him. You are – he's in because he's the next – he's the next guy. He's the next cornerstone uh, of the organization. So now's the time to, to test guys out like Clint Frazier, uh, and hopefully they can start to do that moving forward. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think that the bat speed is just ludicrous, and Hayward's not even you know particularly good in the field and center. So I would just love to see – Fraser play every day, but I appreciate your insight. Absolutely, yeah. His bat speed is, is insane, especially how he kind of closes himself off, and he looks like he's going to go to right center every single time. And if you come up and in, he can still turn on it and hit it 500 feet down the left field line. It's something you don't really see that often, specifically with his setup. So, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Ev. All right, last up we have Thomas. Oh, Thomas dropped out as I added him in. We'll maybe give him a chance if he requests us back in. Um, but for now, let's go into the next segment, which, of course, is Olive Garden. Right? Who would you like to take to Olive Garden this week? It would be sad. He's, uh, you know, NL Player of the Week. But I want to give this guy some shine, considering he's almost hitting 500. Jonathan VR. I mean, I don't, like playing out of his mind this isn't going to keep up but he's doing it from both sides he just looks like a guy that has some good energy to him uh doesn't look like he used to look it looks like he added 30 30 or 40 pounds i'm not judging him for that but man he's just getting on base he's he's driving in runs he's you know hitting the ball finding holes somehow and you know what good for him these are the types of things you need that happen over the course of the year if you want to be competitive or you you want to be a really good team we can all remember some of these guys that the cubs have had that play a big role in big times and i'm not saying this is a big time but you need the jonathan brs you need the chris Coglins, you need the tommy listellas you need you know some of these grinders that get an opportunity and seize it and uh good for him he deserves it. He deserves all the breadsticks. Uh, and uh, just just happy to see him succeed. And, again, I, I can see him being a guy that kind of fits into this rotation, this um, platoon role, this platoon team that the Cubs have going on right now. We can fill in for Patrick Wisdom if he's on a tough stretch and just fill in, you know, around the diamond. So it's great to see, and I, I truly believe one of the reasons why the team is constructed this way minus not really wanting to go all the way in is that I think Jed does want to have more of a platoon type team more of a team that looks like the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays maybe spends a lot more but has the options to put a guy here put a guy there on any given day that doesn't give guys like Clint Frazier the best opportunity to succeed or get a true chance but at the same time, it might give the team a better opportunity. I think Jonathan VR is catching, catching that and running with it right now. So good for him. Uh, we need more of that if we're going to do anything this season moving forward uh, into the summer. All right, VR is this week's Olive Garden date. 
Uh, I think we might make this a weekly thing. Jando is here for a bonus question before we start to take it out. Jack, what's up? Yeah, back-to-back weeks bonus questions. How about that? Oh, um, what's up, Jack? I'm curious if you're – I apologize if you cover this at the top of the show I just joined, but um, are you getting any, like, 2015 vibes where there's not much expectations – Guys are just playing fast and loose and going to grind away a couple series wins like this past one in Colorado, and you never know. They might put something together down the road. Absolutely, and I get it more from the fan base as well. It's Listen, I think we can all appreciate and feel um, and we can empathize with, with times in our lives where just you're just kind of going with the flow, right? You don't have a lot of expectations. You're just going with what you have kind of a show-and-go mentality, and that's what I feel like the Cubs are doing right now. Um, Of course, yeah, I mean, it's more fun. Of course you want to see a team that's competitive, a team that's trying to win a World Series, but there is a part of being a fan of a team that is playing well with very little to lose. It always felt like with the core, you were always uh, working on borrowed time. You were always watching a ticking time bomb, which isn't very fun after a while, especially if they're not playing well, as is exactly what happened at the end of, you know, last summer when everyone got traded. This is totally different, free of expectations, learning all these new players, watching, like I was just saying, Jonathan VR hit 500 in the first week and say Suzuki uh, be arguably the best player in baseball uh, with, you know, the first two weeks uh in the season already done. So it's, uh, yeah, it's fun to watch and it makes for uh, compelling baseball and baseball that you really don't know uh, what's going to be next. You you don't feel like you're, you're about to watch Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez and Chris Bryant for as great of players as they were, find themselves in a situation where they don't succeed again, not to knock them, but you see the same guy strike out. Everyone's like, we've seen this movie before. We've watched this. We know how it's going to happen. I don't think we feel the same way now. So I think that's exciting. And I do think, going back to what you are saying with 2015, there is something there. We're in it. We're in second place. I know it's two weeks into the season, but we're in it. It could be going a lot worse, and I appreciate and I'm very thankful for that. Thanks again, Jack. You got it. Thanks, Jack. All right, we have a couple of things uh, before you take us out, Fred. Um, one, we had a, the Smoking Bear release last fall. Uh, those are all, if you ordered those, you're actually getting another one delivered to you uh, this upcoming week. We're shipping out some comfort color version of those for free. We have opening day release Wrigleyville uh, finishing up printing this week. Those are shipping out next week. As always, we have some timely... Uh, releases in the hopper so keep your eyes open for those on the morale supply co side um and uh, i got a quote of the week a tweet of the week from fred you'll have to guess it and i thought it was just it was just oozing morale right on your heart that every day is the best day in the year <laughs> have a great day my people oh advert our guy and but did i get it correct i mean uh, yeah Obviously, yeah, it's Adbert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't have to. We didn't have to even mention it. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, him getting his account was absolutely uh, awesome to see, and I'm I'm super happy that he got it back. And Maka Nura Flowers or whatever it was, those 
scam artists that hacked his hacked into his account, uh, you know, lose their business because they should never, um, you know, try to scam people out of Albert's great tweets, uh, Adbert's great tweets. I'm sorry. Um, and I hope he gets back soon. I was talking to him last week. Body feels good. Shoulders getting there. Uh, and he's going to keep drinking some morale blend because, uh, we've heard that it's good for the shoulders. So, um, looking forward to seeing him getting back and he's always going to be electric on Twitter. Take us out into this week. Just grind out a game tonight. It's going to be freezing cold, 40, 34 degrees or something like that. One of those grinder Wrigleyville games. People are going to be, I guarantee this is going to happen tonight. Everyone's going to be tweeting at me, all the Cardinals and Brewers fans, all the Subway Sandwich organization fans are going to be tweeting at me and say, where's all the Cubs fans tonight? Well, guys, it's freezing cold. Like, I listen, I get it. I get you want to rip on the Cubs for not having a great turnout tonight, but it's absolutely freezing, and you, you have a Subway Sandwich organization that gives away free tickets, and you can't even fill the stands for those games. Um, and by the way, the Brewers are doing a package, not to make this a whole Brewers thing, but the Brewers are making a package that if you purchase $50 worth of their tickets, they get a free one, uh, which is even more ridiculous uh, when you really think about it. So anyways, um, grind out a win tonight, grind out, grind out a series against a good organization, and then carry it into the uh, Pirate series where you can handle business. That's all I got. Cubs and four. I don't care who we play. God bless you and your family. Thank you for being here. And hopefully you get a win tonight. And see red too. Should have pulled it out last night, but we didn't. It's all right. Amen. 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 Cubs and four. <laughs> four. <laughs> see red. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>